Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro at the NovaCare Complex, getting ready for the preseason. The preseason opener, Thursday night, Pittsburgh Steelers come to town, 7.30 kickoff, locally in Philadelphia, on NBC10. We've got you covered, PhiladelphiaEagles.com starts our coverage at 7 p.m. with our kickoff show. What do we expect from this ballgame? Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we're going to preview it a little bit more in depth on Thursday. I'll have a chance to speak with some of the Eagles players in that one, hopefully Nick Sirianni as well, briefly. Give you a little taste of what's to come, but the first of three preseason games, and we've got, of course, two joint practices when New England comes to town next week. A week after that, the Eagles go to the New York Jets up in, I guess, north-central New Jersey. And those practices will be every bit as valuable as the three preseason games for the coaching staff and for the personnel department to evaluate who is going to make this 53-man roster. Because at the end of the day, that's what the preseason is all about in this training camp period. Cutting the roster from 90 to 53 and making sure you've got the very best of the best on that 53-man roster. Plus, the practice squad, so important, 17-game schedule. Really need to have a lot of depth built into your roster. So today, in our Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group, we got some good stuff for you. I, I spent the weekend in Canton, Ohio. Why? Of course. Why? Harold Carmichael. After so many years, we've talked to Harold so many times over the last year and a half as he waited for his call to the dais. And it happened on Saturday night. And he was great. And we spoke afterward. And we'll have you caught up with that in just a little bit. Also, just want to start the show here with a couple of current Eagles. One a veteran in his second year with the team, cornerback Darius Slay. Great conversation with him about his life. And he's just, to me, he's a 29-year-old kid. And who's about 14 years old mentally. And you'll hear why. Loves life. Really, really positive attitude. Let's begin the podcast with 2020 number one draft pick Jalen Rager, a wide receiver who last year battled some injuries and didn't have the numbers he wanted. Just one touchdown, one punt return touchdown, injuries limited him. But Jalen Rager's so talented, and there's so many eyeballs on Jalen Rager. Is he ready to take that next step, year one to year two? We'll find out here. Jalen Rager, great attitude. He's had a strong camp here. Explosive with the football. And he's looking forward to Thursday night. Here we go, one-on-one with Eagles wide receiver Jalen Rager. The Eagles opened the preseason on Thursday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're glad to see that happening. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro here, along with wide receiver Jalen Rager, right? Like, you got to be sick of seeing Steven Nelson and Darius Slay and all these guys. I mean, you memorize their moves, do you not? And they memorize yours. Right, yeah. I mean, but it's, it's good work, though, going against two great corners. So we're just getting better every day. Uh, let, let's talk about you and, and training camp, training camp number two. They say you make the big jump from year one to year two. Have you felt that? Yeah, I'm getting more comfortable, like, just with everything I'm doing and, you know, trusting in my craft. And um, it's slowing, the game's slowing down for me, so it's getting better for sure. So it actually is a faster game from college to the NFL? Uh, yeah, for sure. Or is it the like the pace of, of everyday living in, in, in the NFL? I would say 
and college is kind of a, like a balance, but like here is football one on one, so it's like it's it's really a lot coming in being young. And like the thing is, I'm still the youngest receiver in the room. So, how old are you? 22. Smitty older than me. 22. Yep. You get a little baby kitty. So, so where does the leadership come from in that room? Is everybody. It, did, we yeah. hold everybody accountable. Do you think in the big picture, Jalen, that that is going to benefit you having to grow up really fast? Yes. That's. I mean, that's always good because. I mean, that's, I feel like that helped me, like, in life. Like, I always, I had to grow up fast. You know, with my dad playing ball, I had to move around a lot and stuff like that. So it forced me to be, you know, like, to adapt. And I feel like that's what you do here. It, it sure is a different world. Um, NFL, uh, good things and tough things. What would you say the good things are? Um, playing football every day, getting to do this. This is my job. So, I mean, I can say football is my job. Do you wake up and say, I'm going to have fun today? Oh, for sure, always. And when, at what age did you feel like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an NFL player. That's my goal to be Because I know you played some hoops, too. Yeah, I mean, actually, honestly, when I, when, when I, like, when my dad finally, like, after, I think after the Super Bowl, when they won the Super Bowl um, in 07. 07, right. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I want to play football. I Interesting. Play what, what, what is your memory of that year? Um, how old were you? Um, Back, you were just a little baby. Yeah, I was a baby. I remember my dad walking to the stands and uh, getting me out the stands, and I, you know, watched the ceremony and everything down there with him. It was, it was cool. Um, did, did, it, did it help you prepare for the game of football? Watching your father, the 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 way that he really had to dedicate himself, or was it tough being a son of a player? I don't care that you're a player, Dad. I want you home with me. With nah, me. I, I I like I always want to be wherever he was, so I didn't I didn't really care. I feel like it, it helped me because I got I actually got an image, like a real life image of what to be, how to do it, and you know the ins and outs of everything. So the NFL, that's the good part of the NFL. What is the tough part? The toughest parts of the oh, NFL? Man, it's just. It's a lot, like you know, like going from last year, learning a new playbook, then going for this year, learning another new playbook. It's a lot, but I mean, that's why they pay us the way the way they do. So we have a job to do, and I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it's hard. It's just you have to adapt. Jalen, are you a good student? I am. So it's really just learning the language of one offensive scheme to the next, right? It's not like you're not running extraordinarily different routes. Nah, our concepts are pretty much the same. It's just the terminology. So what is this offense all about? What are your early thoughts on just kind of what we're going to be throwing out there in 2021? Man, you just know everybody's going to be interchangeable, and we're looking to make a lot of plays, a lot of plays. And how will you feel like you're going to get the football? Are they going to? Is the plan to get you in all sorts of different positions yes, to get the football? Yes, absolutely. That's why I'm moving everywhere from F to X to Z. So, I mean, it's pretty much, that's why I said this whole offense is interchangeable. So, that's why you got to know the whole offense and not just your position. And for those fans who don't quite understand how you're taught the offense, from the start of training camp to now, is everything in? Um, do you know what's coming when you get to the to the huddle? You know, kind of like for fans, like, is it all, you, you kinda, have to learn, you have to know it on the fly. You kind of have an idea. You know, you go from like, you know, the scripts and then it may be a call it period where they're just calling. So, I mean, once you hear a formation and a set, you kind of know what's coming. And, you know, that's pretty much how it goes. Jalen, last year, no preseason. You go into the opener in Washington. You have the big 55-yard catch. No fans in the stands. I mean, everything is so different now. You got a taste of it on Sunday night at Lincoln Financial Field, 26,000 fans there. What does having fans mean, uh, fans back on the field or back in the stands, what does it mean for you? Oh, um, man, it's, it's a lot of energy, man. Like, I just saying... Not even, it wasn't even filled up. That's the thing. And it was so much energy. And I can only imagine on a Sunday or Thursday or Monday night, like how full and, and packed the link is going to be. So it's going to help the energy, of course. And then you got to think those momentum swings, that crowd, it does a lot. And the fans, uh, the reputation of the Eagles fans, I know you heard coming in. Bate, tell me about the, what you heard coming in and what you've experienced so far. You mean before I got here? Yeah. Um, they're just very passionate. So, I mean, they love you either way it go, but they're just hard on you. That's it. 
They're crazy yeah. about Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles football. Let's be honest. Right. Okay? And that's a good thing. Yeah. We love that. Okay, so Thursday night, the preseason opens. Jalen, um, how excited are you to get back on the field? I'm ready. I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready for the opportunities I'm going to get. Uh, I'm looking to make as many plays as I can and uh, ultimately stay healthy for sure. The NFL is about ups and downs. You know, you're going to make some plays. You're going to drop some balls. How do you, how, do, how much do you think you've matured in the last year dealing with that, dealing with the reaction from people, with the media, with the fans? You know, when you catch a pass, you're the greatest thing in the world. When you drop a pass, hey, Jalen, come on. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is because that's, of course, that comes from the fans wanting you to be great. Coaches want, and, and one thing that uh, Coach Sirianni says a lot, he'd be like, you know, you might drop a pass in, in, in practice. He'd be like, you'll catch that pass. Like, I'm not worried about the drop. I'm worried about the, you know, I'm worried more about the, the route, the discipline, you know, the, the, the intangible things that he's teaching, he's not really worried about catching the ball because we wouldn't be here if we couldn't catch the ball. So, I mean, that's he helps it a lot being the coach who he is. Interesting because last week I wrote a story about you had a tough day on Wednesday at practice. Thursday you came back and really dominated. And a lot of that was attributed to the connection that you and coach and you and the coaching staff have made. How much has that helped you in your development that you trust Aaron, that you trust Coach Sirianni, that you trust Shane, that they, that you know that they have your back. Because they own me every day, every every detail they own me, from walkthrough to practice to in the film room, any small detail that they stay on me, and it's holding me. It's, it keeps me accountable because you know I don't I don't take my foot off the gas with anything. S- explain that. So they're literally like watching every single move. Yeah, you we, make. Were, we were in a walkthrough, and you know we had a play, and I was supposed to stay on the edge, and I took like one step outside. And coach was like, he was like, we're going to be on you with every detail. Has that ever happened in your coach in your playing career? Yeah, but not to this extent. So is it is it good for you? Yes. Okay, good. Absolutely. You, it's not like, hey, why are these guys getting on my case? No, nah, I know why. They want me to be great. And uh, my dad always told me, when coaches stop talking to you, that's when you should worry. Interesting. Well, let's keep talking to Jalen Rager. <laughs> sure. the, the, the goal of being great, um, you still obviously believe that you're going to be great. Oh, for sure. 100%. D- does, does, have you ever known a player who does not have – a great deal of confidence playing at this level? Like, is it is it a battle to have a lot of confidence? No, because I feel like that's how you thrive. I don't care if you drop a ball, you drop another one. You have the same confidence because that's just like D. Slay. You could beat him on the route, but he still, at the end of the day, he know who he is. You know what I'm saying? So, it's the, just... The battles you've had with Darius, uh, big big play, sorry, and and with and with Steven Nelson, uh, tell me about them and, and uh-huh. who's gotten the better of whom? How much has that helped you this summer? Um, I feel like it's pretty much pretty much being even, and you know you get two different corners and, and Slay and uh, and Steven. You know you get more of a you know a strong corner, you know, and 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 Steven, and then more of a finesse, twitchy guy and Slay. But you get the best of both worlds, so I feel like it's gonna help my game. And you never know who's guarding Smitty, who's guarding me. You get the best of you know what I mean. You know you can adapt. Jalen, do you think that Thursday night, final question here, that Thursday night will be a kind of an adjustment again in terms of the tempo of this practice versus a preseason game? Um, honestly, I can't even answer that question. Because you haven't played in preseason? Yeah, you kind of go through the flow, with yeah. the flow of it. And I feel like once we start playing, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to become normal. The lights are going to be on. The stadium's going to be almost full, ready to go. Game time. Jalen Rager, good stuff, man. Yes, sir. Thank nice you. to meet you in person, finally. For sure. Eagles wide receiver Jalen Rager looking forward to Thursday night's preseason opener against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thanks for joining us. On the other side of the line of scrimmage, Darius big play slay. You got to call him that. Leads the Eagles cornerbacks into action against Pittsburgh. That whole group at cornerback has changed so much with the addition of Steven Nelson. And I just wanted to sit down with Slay and get to know him a little bit. I just, he's so interesting. Always, always, always has a good time. 
takes his craft very seriously. So why? Well, I kind of dug a little deeper with this interview to find out what makes Darius Big Play Slay tick. And here's what he had to say. Welcome to our continuing coverage of the Philadelphia Eagles 2021 training camp from the Novacare Complex. we got a preseason game coming up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, joined by cornerback Darius Big Play Slay. Now, let's talk about that because the fans may not quite understand the name thing. You've insisted from day one meeting the Philadelphia media that it was they had to call you Slay or Big Play Slay. Right, right. And I, I would honestly tell you that you're like a 30-year-old, 14-year-old. Yes. And I mean that in the most complimentary Humbly. way. Yes. Uh, why the names? Uh, man, um, I'll just, you know, um, my dad, man, I let my dad have his name, which is cool. I love my name, too, as Darius, but uh, I like Slay, man, or Big Play, and, um, and that's what I like to do, make plays. And um, and the yeah. idea of being such a, a, a jovial, is that how you are off the field? Yeah, yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a funny guy. I like to have fun, man. Uh, you only live once, so I try to enjoy my day. Why do you look at that life that way? Was something happened when you were young that you got, like, a, a kind of an understanding that we can all go at any time. Right. Well, honestly, what it was is that I had a kid at uh, at 15. So uh, my childhood days were kind of sh- cut short. So I had to be a parent. and um, But uh, I had to find a way to like keep living, you know. And I want to be one of them guys that, uh, as a parent, was always just focused on this and that and the third. But I was one of the guys that didn't want to show I want to have fun, too, by being a parent. And I figured a way out how to do it. And I enjoyed the game that would help me with it. And um, raising my son was, like, fun. Were you an active 15-year-old father? Huh? Were, you, were you an active 15-year-old father? Oh, yeah, I was very possible? active. Yeah, so of course, my son lives with me now. And, um, you know, we we be having fun right now. You know, right now he's 14 years old, man. We be having fun, playing a game together, hang out together. So, man, I'm like, I'm, I, you know, he know he's my son, but I treat him like a big brother. That's, that's pretty extraordinary. I mean, you, you take the positive out of that. You learned mm-hmm. to be responsible long right. before any of your friends. Mm-hmm. What kind of lessons was that for you? It was, uh, it was a lot, man. You know, I uh, had to understand. Uh, honestly, it made me take school more seriously. Cause you know yep. I had I had a, a kid to look out for and, uh, and I wanted the best for him. So for me to start off, I got for I want somebody the best for somebody else. I got to start it off right, and um, so I took school more seriously. Uh, drove school, man. Just had to go to college, and you know I had, I had him on my mind a lot because I wanted to be the best example for him to see the future. For like, I, I got. I mean, it's a hypothetical question, but like, had you not had a, a child at that age, do you think you'd be in the NFL now? That's why I always ask myself. You know, I, I knew I had the talent to be, but. Uh, my son kind of drove me to be in the NFL because I wanted to be the best version of myself to him so he could just be able to, like, I want to be like my daddy. And, you know, uh, and that's what he say now. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be where I'm at today, man. Thank you, the Lord. And um, I'm going to continue to keep trying to be the best man I could be for him and uh, make sure you keep, um, watch me do what I do. Is that ultimately what led you to starting the Academic Center um, mm-hmm. to, to help younger people right. kind of under... You know, how's that going? And, and how many people do you think you're reaching? Uh, I reach a lot, man. I sent out at least probably about... 10 kids, like, uh, every year, at least to college, man. Um, oh, that's but, uh, awesome. Yeah, so uh, it's been good, man. My center been great. Uh, my cousin that runs it, Sean, um, and my other family that helps down there with it, man, it's doing awesome right now, man. We're doing a lot of great stuff in my city, and uh, we're going to continue to do it because I love kids. Uh, and I feel like if we attack the kids, man, you know, they're the future. And uh, right now, you know, the world's kind of, you know, everywhere, up and down. So, but... uh I'm trying to impact as much as I can. I think it's tough to be a kid. I mean, I think if kids have they have to present this image of perfection on social media. Right. Nobody's got a perfect life. Right. We ain't had no social media. That's what I'm trying to tell my son, man. Uh, you know, I ain't, I never been perfect. Never will be perfect. 
But uh, everybody want to look perfect. So, yeah. But uh, I just told him, man, to live life as you want to. Enjoy it, man. Make sure you're doing right by the Lord and uh, and live your day. Slay, let's talk about you being a Philadelphia Eagle mm-hmm. in year two. Do you feel like you are kind of ingrained in the Philadelphia community? Have you been around enough to meet enough people to kind of get a sense of what Philly's all about? Yeah, man. I've been around, man. I've been in Jersey and Philly, man. Uh, like I said, when this whole offseason, um, I didn't go nowhere. I love you, too. Oh, here let's we go. go. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, uh, teammates. <laughs> Rod uh, in the cloud having some fun there. Well, yeah, uh, man. Um, I got in, got in the city a good bit this year. Uh, you know, I like to work out with kids. So I took a lot of kids. I take about at least 15 to 20 kids. Every uh, Monday, Thursday, I mean, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, to go work out with me on the field, uh, doing DB drills. Uh, I, you know, so uh, I, got a, I got a good bit in the city, man. I went to Jersey a little bit, and I went to uh, in the Philly. I, I did not know that. Um, I think that's great stuff, and that's stuff that people want to know about Darius Big Play Slay. Philadelphia and Detroit, just as, like, sports towns and cultural cities, would you compare the two of them? Are they, yeah, are they, they, yeah they, 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 they both in the same way. But, man, um, one thing I can say now, I went to a couple games in Michigan with some basketball. I ain't never seen basketball like that in my life. But uh, football, you know, everybody, they bought the same. You know, uh, great talent, man. Great uh, great guys, great young men that's willing to listen. And um, I had a great time with all the kids. Man, I built a great bond with a lot of kids right now that uh, I make it, make it feel like, hey, I'm not one of them guys that's too big for you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a normal guy like you. So, uh I know you want to go at where I'm at. I, I'm going to help you get there. So uh, that's my goal. But in your mind, Slay, who's the best cornerback like, that you've kind of studied a lot? Like, mm-hmm. I would say like Deion Sanders was somebody who yeah. was incredible. Right. Uh, in your mind, who, who, who are kind of the guys, two or three guys? Okay, guys I studied a lot coming up to make me who I am today was uh, Revis, Shern, uh, and Tlaib a good bit. Interesting. Why? What, were they, what was so interesting about their games? Because uh, I looked at... Uh, to leave as a guy that was you no know, all-around corner for me, a guy that could tackle, a guy that could cover, and that was smart. And you know, he had a—he was great to me. He was great in like all mixed coverages. So like he could disguise cover two, he could disguise cover four. He you know I slip digs, you know I do this. And I looked at Sherm and Revis for like you know a lot of press work, and um and and um that's what they do and attack the ball. But my favorite all-time DB is Joe Hayton. I've been watching. Still playing him. with Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, still playing with Pittsburgh. You know I can't wait to see him this weekend. Uh, this week, that's my favorite of all times because I like I like the swag he brings to the game. I like his competitive edge, and um, you know that's why I got number twenty three. Yep. And uh, I had the one sleeve because I was a real big Joe Hayden fan since he was in high school. So uh, that's one of my big ones. But uh, know my top guys, I love I love to watch me when I was playing and uh, when I was coming up. But um, no, but right now, kind of watch a little bit of Jalen Ramsey a lot too. So. Okay, so self scout, you're just give me the description of your game then. Oh yeah, I'm what a, makes uh, you so great? Uh, I do it all. You know, I can play it all. I could be a guy that could press. I could play, do a guy that could play off. I could do whatever they need me to do. And I'm very gifted, man. Fast guy, uh, tall guy. You know, uh, competitive. And uh, you know, I always look to win. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm a guy that's just ready to go. I'm always ready. If you are having a game where you're not at, you know, you're not having the success that you want. Yeah. How do you? Lesson for people. How do you get through the tough times? I just keep playing, you know. And I and, and I always tell my guys right now in the room, like this is a, a kids' game that grown men are playing. So have fun, you know. Uh, I know for a fact that you know it's hard to win every battle in this game. We all professionals, so uh, I just keep playing, play each down, and try to get the guys my best. So that's that's why I live by knowing knowing I give them my all. And you know, at the end of the day, if my guys trust and believe me, we go keep moving forward. This cornerback room last year, I mean putting players on the field who'd never been there. Right. Great learning experience for them. I know you had a lot of hand in helping those young guys. Now Steven Nelson comes mm-hmm. in and Avante goes to the slot. And tell me about this group of cornerbacks and what Eagles fans can expect. It looks really solid out here. Yeah, man, uh, it's a great man. Uh, uh, we always felt that Avante needed to be in the slot. But, you know, but he was the only one that's covered. At that time, was very consistent last year at playing outside at that time. But uh, 
Yeah, but bringing Nelson's in, man, help, man. Veteran guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, he's competing, man, at every level. And, uh, you know, Rob being a veteran guy, Ant being a veteran guy. So we got a lot of good veterans that been in big-time games and in clutch moments. So, uh, and we got a lot of love non-gun guys that can feed off us. And um, and we're doing a good job right now training them for it. So uh, it's a solid group, man. We're working, and, and we all believe in each other. That's the main thing. The main goal is we all believe in each other. We all want nothing but the best for each other. And that's how a group, that's how a room need to be to be successful. Is some of the stuff that you've been doing as you become a takeaway machine different than the stuff you've done in the past? The emphasis on taking the football away. It seems like every single practice, there's a lot of drills to take the football away. Yeah, you got to practice enough to get the ball. You, if you, a lot of stuff, if you don't practice it, you're not going to do it. So it's a great thing that we got a circus around here to turn the ball over because uh, we need to turn the ball over. And uh, the more time the offense got the ball, that means the, more, the better chance we got to win. Uh, last thing, you wear a wedding ring. Uh, do you? Play football with a ring on your finger? Yeah, I keep a little band. It's a good band, man. No. So I don't feel it. So so no concern like it's going to get caught or anything nah, like that? Nah, 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 nah. We do good by it. Okay. And yeah. is that part of your, what's your pregame ritual? What's your, what's your, what do you do to like get ready for a game? Is there anything you do specifically? Uh, Man, honestly, I listen to, uh, go to the, on the way to the stadium, I listen to some good slow music. Oh, that's you right. Know, some about good this. slow music. Then. Which I can't even understand. <laughs> like, yeah, I got to get that good R&B in. And then, uh, as soon as I touch like, the field, I got to turn on some good Rod Wave and I'm going. Like Luther Vandross on the way to the... Uh... <laughs> all that, all that. Jacket Edge, all that. <laughs> all right, good stuff. Hey, good luck in the preseason opener. Thank you very much for joining me. Darius, big play slay here at the NovaCare Complex. Thanks for joining in. Last but not least on the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Well, here we go. Howard Carmichael, the all-time leading receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles in receptions, in receiving yards, and in touchdowns. Unbelievable. And he last played in Philadelphia in 1983, and his records are still strong. Well, he was called up to the podium on Saturday night. The bust was there. Harold Carmichael in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And we spoke after he spoke, and the guy just couldn't hold back the tears. So, Harold, you waited many, many years, and then an extra year. Uh, was it worth the wait? Yes, it is. You know, um, I waited 18 months to be here. Um, God uh, has given me the patience. Uh, he just said, just wait, Harold. You know, you're going to get it done. I prayed for this day. I prayed for the moment. Um, he got me through it. I was, you know, I was not, I was kind of shaking. My whole insides was shaking up there, you know, but just asking God, God to give me the strength to do this. And um, I don't know what what I sound like up there, but, you know, I think I got through it. I think you sounded great. Um, first of all, let's talk about the week. You got in on Wednesday. What, what do they have you do all week as you get ready for this very great moment? Well, I mean, when we first got in, you're just meeting everybody signed about 500 some items and all uh, we've been doing a lot of that we did an autograph session for about uh, two hours and um, meetings or not meetings it's just different breakfasts and lunches and all um, it, it was such a great experience with the um, the, the go jacket guys the guys that uh, guys that have been inducted before us and all and just yesterday everything hit me like a ton, a ton of brick I mean I was cool for the past 18 months. And when they started talking, um, David Baker and then a lot of guys giving testimonies, uh, man, I mean, we I'm sitting there, man, I'm crying. I'm trying to be cool now. I'm you know, wiping tears like a sweat. But you turn around, there's a bunch of guys that's in my class, the new inductees, they were doing the same thing because we didn't know what to expect. You know, and they were telling us, and I got coming off the stage right now, not guys saying congratulations, they said, 
you set the tone, which means they had told me last year, keep it short, keep it short. And I, that was in my head. I kept it short, and the guy said, hey, Harold, great job. The gold jacket, let's talk about it. It looks great on you. How does it fit? It fits per per perfectly. I, uh, when they was measuring me, I said, all of this is good. I don't want that, uh, that tight fit like, a, like you're wearing your little cousin's uh, the jacket, like it's too small for you, and make sure the arms are long enough. And they did. Hager did a perfect, a great job. Well, since you were fitted a while ago to now, I mean, you had to watch what you're eating. You didn't want to come out here and have it kind of be a little tight, like too tight. Like, you had to, it was a little bit of responsibility for you, too. Well, I, uh, you know, during the pandemic, you know, I think you did a great job. One of the things that helped me was not going over to the NovaCare. You know how much I would eat over there. And I was losing some weight, and uh, because I was walking every morning three and a half miles, a great, a great uh, pace I was making. And my, I was saying, I'm, I'm losing weight. My wife said, You haven't been to the Novacare. I, I, before Novacare, I, I go to the diner, eat a big breakfast. I go to Novacare, and you guys, you've seen me eat over there. And I come home and eat dinner. And I was up about 275 pounds, and all. I'm down now too close to, not, no, I'm still a little over my playing weight. I'm down to like 250. 250 or 45 or something like that. Harold, what was it like being on stage and looking out and seeing everyone and, and feeling the love? Uh, that was awesome, Dave, you know, just to, to look. And, and it's not Philadelphia fans, you know. We had Cowboy fans, which I thought they were going to boo when I said that the Eagles had the best fans in the world. Uh, you know, a lot of Browns. And I mean, it was unbelievable about uh, the Steeler fans, you know, to see those people out here coming to see us, some of us to, to hear us talk, you know, you know, it was great, great. I mean, it was very inspiring to me and uh, something that I would, would hold in my heart for the rest of my life. You called it a journey. The lesson here is that it's not one person who gets you here. It, it takes a lot of people to, to make this, the great things happen. I call those names out. You know, those are my best friends. I've been with those people for 65 years. Some of the names that I call it, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack because I didn't name a lot of people, but those people that I made, uh, that I mentioned, those people was really with my, like I said, with my mom and my sister, uh, when I couldn't be there. All I had to do was call them. Really, a lot of times I didn't have to call them because they would be there almost every day. One of those people was there every day to make sure my mom and my sister was okay. And then when my mom passed, the same thing with my sister. Somebody was there every day making sure. So I had, I had, it was in my heart. Oh, man. Sorry. I don't know if I can talk too much more. It's good. It's great. It must be great to feel the emotions, though. I mean, it, you waited an awfully long time for this. Has it been everything you thought it would be, Harold? Everything. Yeah. I, I wonder, you mentioned the fans, and, you know, fans in Philadelphia have a bit of a reputation. Uh, the relationship you've created with them over the years, very special relationship. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, you know, uh, like I said in the speech, they welcomed me here in, in Philadelphia. 22-year-old kid, never been in a big city like that. Came in there, you know, a lot of people, nobody knew who I was, you know. I was a seven-round draft choice, and they said, who's that lanky guy? He's not going to make it. He's going to get beat up and, and uh, broken up. And uh, But, you know, I, after they start, we start uh, mingling with each other, um, getting the chance to know each other. Uh, they embraced me. 
and, and God knows I embraced the, uh, the Philadelphia fan base, and they have been super to me over the over the years, and, uh, and uh, I give you know all my you know thanks to them for you know just being. Philadelphia fans, I mean, they've been great. Last one. You've got a bunch of rings now. You got three Super Bowl rings. You got a Black College Football Hall of Fame ring. And now you've got a Pro Football Hall of Fame ring. How are you going to juggle all these rings? Well, you know, the only thing about it, I'm, I, you know, I wear them in, in, in certain situations. I've all, already told everybody, all of my rings go to my granddaughter Zoe. You know, so she'll get all of these things. I'm very proud of them. And, uh, boy, I've been very blessed. Very blessed. I lied. Last one. Harold, did you ever dream of being a Hall of Fame player? Never dreamed of it, uh, David, because, you know, I didn't know, you know, after 30-some years not getting, uh, I got nominated once back in 1990, something like that, and not uh, getting nominated or talked about in those years between then and now. um, I, I said maybe I wasn't good enough. You know, people say your numbers when I left out are about number five or six in the NFL with reception. And then, you know, I understand that the NFL, or the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it, they got to get those guys in there that people remember. You know, they are catered to these young kids now that's going to be from 40, 50 years from now. But, you know, the, the older folks, you know, some of them remember me. Maybe some of them don't because we're old like that. You know? But, you know, it, it, it's great to uh, to be, be able to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, like I said, it took a long time. But uh, it's still sweet. Harold, thank you so much. Go back and enjoy the rest of your night. And it's a night of a lifetime, right? And it's, it's everything you thought it would be. That is true. You know, I, I can't, you know, I, there's other times, you know, birth of my son, you know, the marriage, you know, and um, there's a few other times, you know, breaking records and stuff, you know, and really, um, this has been a great, great time, you know, and this is the ultimate thing. You can't get do too much more in the, in the, uh, the National Football League. This is it. You know, guys t- said the uh, last night saying, uh, oh, wow. they can't cut you. They can't trade you. You, you can't quit. You can't die out of the Hall of Fame. You know, so, you know, it's something that I, I remember and thought about. And gosh, I've been blessed. Thanks, Harold. Thank you very Congratulations. much. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thanks, thank you. That will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider, with you. Thanks for joining. If you have a moment to give us a little review, five stars always helps. Look in the details section of your podcast library. There's a little link there. Thank you very much. I want to thank Peter Kelly, Julie McLaughlin, Ray Doyle for their work in this podcast. Thank all of you for joining. I'll be back Thursday, pregame, little preview if you will, Eagles-Steelers preseason kickoff. Everyone, thanks for joining. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro saying, have yourselves a great Eagles day, and as always, fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! Hi, Eagles fans. I'm Connor Barwin, and I'm here to tell you about the Eagles Autism Challenge presented by Lincoln Financial Group. This year's event will take place on Saturday, August 21st, and we can't wait to see all of you back at Lincoln Financial Field live and in person. Register today to walk, run, or ride. In addition to making a transformational impact on the autism community, you'll also receive a complimentary ticket to our public practice on Sunday, August 22nd. Register today at eaglesautismchallenge.org, and I'll see you there.